Did it come in hot? Did it disappoint? We can talk about LVMH and what the luxury retailer says about the consumer. We can talk about the crash bros and we can talk about an idea that a follower on Twitter gave me that I think is genius for boomers. Folks, let's get in the daily financial news. It is October 11th. Folks, if you're going to be in San Diego uh, the next couple of days and you're going to Flip Hacking Live, let me know about it below because we are heading out this evening and I hope to see you guys there. Let's get into it. Price and income. How many of you have seen charts from Crash Bros that say, hey, housing has to crash because look at the price and look at the income. Well, folks, there are two factors in those charts that Crash Bros will never, ever tell you. First, you got to remember, what are the charts? The charts are median income, median household income, let's be clear, median household income, and median price. And they're showing you this chart saying, hey, look at this scary chart. It's crazy. It's wacky. It has to explode. Well, as we have seen over the last year or so, it doesn't have to explode. I think we are in an environment where prices go sideways and median wages go up, but more on that later. There are actually two, two important missing factors in those charts that no one tells you. Did you know, did you know that the median household in 1970 was 3.2 people? The median household as of 2015, which was the last number I could find from a trusted source, was 2.5. Make sure I got that right. Yes, 2.5. It went from 3.2 to 2.5. Why is that important? Well, in case you don't know, the less people, the less you have to spend, right? That's just how it works. You don't have to do an extra serving. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. So, folks, the household size has shrunk roughly 21%. 21%. So, again, don't get me wrong. Housing is unaffordable today. I have said it many, many times. It's, you know, it's getting as bad as 1981. 1981 is still worse, but it's horrible. But all of these charts, median income, median price, don't tell the furrow story. And number one is the median household has shrunk. It is down 20%. It's a fact. You can't argue it. The second thing that these charts fail to realize is the average size of the home is up 30%. Depending on where you are, it may be even up more. And folks, building a bigger home, having extra bathrooms, having an extra garage takes money. So again, these charts that do income and uh, price are leaving out two important factors. Houses are bigger and there are less people in them. But again, housing is still unaffordable. So again, just these charts that always are incomplete and don't tell the full story. All right, how about an idea for boomers? So boomers, you are undoubtedly empty nesters, or many of you are. You are living in big homes. 
Right now, you're probably saying to yourself, Michael, I can't sell. I'm not going to sell my big home, get a smaller home, and pay more money. That is stupid. And you know what? You're right. It's dumb. But I got this idea from a Twitter follower. Shout out, Eddie. Eddie is, I believe, in Texas. And he said, you know what, Michael? He's a boomer, right? He's retired. I think he's retired. I'm pretty sure he's retired. He's like, I am thinking about selling my home and buying a luxury fourplex. Think about that idea for a minute. We talk about house hacking as a great idea for 20-somethings. Why don't we flip it on its head and go, you know what? Let me sell my 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 foot home, which I only ever live in three rooms. Why don't I sell that as a boomer? Why don't I take the money and the proceeds, put it in a luxury fourplex, and use the fourplex to lower my expenses, create some income, and, oh, by the way, create some socialization, right? Interact with people. I don't know. I think it's a great idea. I don't know. Leave comments below. If you are a boomer right now or might, you know, you'll be one in the future, would you sell your big house where you have an empty nest and buy a luxury fourplex? Right now, I'm not talking about buying a fourplex in the hood. I'm talking about finding a luxury fourplex. I think it's an interesting idea. Eddie, thank you for that. Gave you full credit. I thought it was a genius idea. Oh, let's talk about the Fed, folks. Remember, we talked about the Fed being all talking tough like the big bad wolf, scaring the market, yanking rates higher. Guess what? They're doing exactly what you and I thought they would do. They're starting to say things like, the market is doing our job for us. The lag effect hasn't started yet. Folks, here's the deal. A week ago, I got some hateful comments from people saying, Michael, you're an idiot. The Fed is going to raise in November 1st, and they're going to raise again in December. To which I said, I think you're wrong. Let's see what happens. As of last week, there was a 60-6-0% chance the Fed would raise one more time this year. Once. As of right now, based on the multiple Fed presidents talking about... Basically, we want to wait and see. We're done. The market's done our job. You are seeing rates fall over. Now, as of this week, the chances of the Fed being done for 2023 are 60%. They've completely flipped. Again, my stance hasn't changed. The Fed's done for the year, and they're, they're going to try and hold all of next year. The Fed did their job. They talked tough. They got the market believing it, all of that stuff. So again, it'll be really interesting to see. We did get a hot PPI reading this morning. The big number is tomorrow, obviously, CPI. We're going to see what's going on. Headline core, month on month, year on year. PPI, just so you have the numbers, was estimated to be 1.6 year on year headline and estimated to be 2.3 core actual came in at 2.2, so a beat, and 2.7 core for a beat. So PPI came in hot. Headline came in at 0.5 on an expectation of 0.3. A core came in uh, on a 0.3 on an expectation of 0.2. What is inside the numbers? 
Again, we are seeing the impact in PPI from gasoline. Gasoline ripped last month. In fact, 40%, 4-0% of the September increase was because gasoline went up 5.4%. Energy is impactful. And hopefully, knock on wood, we have seen energy, oil, and gas roll over. Obviously, we have the horrible events happening in the Middle East. We will hopefully hope that gets resolved quickly, but uh, we will have to watch the oil markets. So what is going on with LVMH? Folks, LVMH is a luxury retailer. LVMH sells things like Louis Vuitton and these crazy things, uh, crazy expensive things. They, uh, they had some great years when the government was raining STEMI money on people. They didn't know what to do with it, so they bought stupid things. They bought stupid things. Now LVMH, as of yesterday, reported a much slower growth rate. They were growing at 17 and 20%. Now it is in the single digits. LVMH's executives are saying, guess what? STEMI money is over. We're going to grow back to the 2019 growth levels. Folks, it is all coming off the boil. The consumer is getting more conservative. Uh, rates are up. People are scared. So again, it is not surprising that LVMH is down. How about CTAs? What the heck is a CTA and why do I care? Good question. Goldman Sachs talks about the CTAs being uh, record short. Now, what is a CTA? It is a Comp Commodity Trading Advisor. They go by the acronym CTA, Commodity Trading Advisors. They have a record short position in the stock market of $47 billion. Why is this important? Folks, CTAs are momentum players. They could be record short today and record long tomorrow. They move quickly. So, CTAs, record short. If there is any good news, does that continue? Does the record short positions need to be covered? I don't know. But Goldman Sachs thought it was important enough to tell us that the uh, commodity trading advisors have a record short position. So it is something to think about. <clears throat> How about Fannie Mae? Fannie Mae is out with their yearly survey. This was the survey last year that set me off. They did it again. Fannie Mae said that 84% of respondents think it is a bad time to buy. Awesome. Less competition. 46% of respondents think rates are just going to keep going up and up and up, to which I say, I think they're done, but we shall see. And then finally, 37% of folks think it is a bad time to sell. I'm actually surprised that's not higher. But yes, folks, uh, Fannie Mae is doing that. So again, lots of great stuff going on. I do want to let you know that I recorded the daily financial news for Friday and Saturday of this week. I've had a busy week and I couldn't get to them. But just know that my Saturday daily financial news that will be loaded this morning, I give a huge shout out to Reventure Consulting. Reventure Consulting, I think, has produced the key graph that explains why the crash bros have been wrong for two years. Hey, Jesse, see you in Vegas, man. 
That event's going to be awesome. I'm going to try to exceed expectations. Appreciate the super chat. But back to Saturday's um, daily financial news. Please check it out. I give, I give a lot of grief to Nick from Reventure Consulting. I, I do. I own that. I admit it. I'm a hater. Whatever you want to say, fine by me. But I'm trying to tell you, he produced the single best chart I have ever seen that shows why the crash bros were wrong in 2020, in 2021, and why the crash bros are wrong today. So again, the video's done. I will get it uploaded. It'll probably be uploaded at one o'clock today. Please check it out. Cause again, I think Nick did, did all of us a huge service and I want to give him uh, I want to give him his flowers. All right, everybody take care. Thanks. Bye-bye.